Good afternoon. This is Dr. Saul Goldstein. The, uh, the opinions expressed by these two, uh, you know, uh, fellows, uh, uh, colored folks, uh, may or may not be the opinions of uh, their employers uh, or mine. Uh, holla at me. It's upsetting me in my home, girl, because we feel like, well, damn, if you can't go to bed on no chase, what the hell could you go? We've got some news going down in Italy. AC Milan is possibly bringing on a new style partner, and that style partner is scheduled to be Off-White, uh, the brand trademarked by... Virgil Abloh, rest in peace, Virgil Abloh, um, head of Louis Vuitton. Man, this is a really, really big deal if this goes down. Um, Ken, I know you keep up on these types of things. How are you feeling about Off-White as a style partner? Um, first question, mm-hmm. uh, are we putting quotations around like everything that Milan produces now. So like, is the badge going to have quotations around it? Tell Virgil, like, right brick on my brick. <laughs> <laughs> right brick on my brick. Like, yeah. I mean, I like, um, I'm a fan of style partnerships, mm-hmm. right? Like, uh, I think, A, it's another way for the club to get money, right? So like, you know, like don't sell yourself short having like you know nike give you some like warm-ups or some shit <laughs> right. like that to fucking wear between games right like go get you another sponsor that can like hook you up with like some flat threads and like you know like get your shit off uh i like it um you know like i was never i was never really a big off-white person like you know like i respected virgil and the craft and like you know the way he like pushed the game forward but i was never really just like an off-white fan but it's glad i'm i'm really happy to see that it's like moving on after like you know his untimely death right because with a lot of these brands you don't see them like moving well after like, you know, the head either leaves yeah, or like, you away. know, just whatever after Alexander mm-hmm. McQueen, after it just changed hands, <laughs> Alexander McQueen is a big, like, you know, like that's a big example, but like, yeah, just uh, happy to see that like, you know, more, uh, more teams are leaning into, um, you know, the, uh, the non like Jersey deals, uh, you know, to be style partners. And I'm happy that it's off white. Like, what about you? Yeah, I think this is dope. Um, for me, it really brings up how far ahead Virgil was in his business brain, because mm-hmm. like you said, if he owned off white outright, he does not. For those who don't know that he owns the trademark not the brand. So what he did was he licensed Off-White out to some Italian ownership group that has the infrastructure that he needed to make the quality of clothes that he wanted to make. You know, if you were a fan of the Pyrex stuff and the Hood by Air stuff, you know that it was pretty much just champion stuff with some screen printing on it. And here you go, $350 a pair. 
<laughs> you know what I mean? But, mm-hmm. you know, where he wanted to go in his mind was high fashion, high quality, you know, well-produced, stitched, that sort of thing. So having a partner like that to partner with him, operative word partner, and split profits with him while he maintains the ownership of his intellectual property is absolutely incredible. And now we're seeing in real time what that means uh, for possibilities in the event of something like this, his untimely death. All right, now the brand is still owned by a company that knows how to do the business. They know what to do with the brand. They've already been doing it. They just need to maintain the standard. Now they partner with an Italian team, make some fly ass clothes and up the lifestyle for everybody. You know, I'm always in for the fashion. I'm always in for the style because it's such an easy entry point. Everybody needs to wear clothes. Not everybody needs to watch soccer. Um, So if you see a nice shirt or whatever, and it has a local soccer team on it and you buy it, that's free advertising for the team. And it's another way that, you know, a conversation may be started with you about the game, or you may get an invitation that you weren't expecting to a game. You know, it's just an easy, easy way for people who may or may not know anything about soccer to start having a conversation and build something. So I think this is dope. Go Milan, go Off-White, make this shit dope. Um, I definitely want to see, you know, if this deal actually gets done and then what the gear looks like. Yeah, I think um, I think just another testament to Virgil Virgil's uh, genius too is that when you look at like you know a lot of these style partnerships that have been happening, you don't see a lot of street brands, right? Yeah. Like I mean, like you've got like the you've got like Fendi, you've got like Alexander McQueen, like you know you've got you got D squared, you got a couple of these, but you know a lot of them aren't really like, you know, street brands of the essence that like off white is. So like, you know, it's just, it's really a testament to Virgil's genius that a, you know, after his untimely death, you know, off white is still able to make moves like this and B that like before he left us, you know, he had the foresight to like set up for something greater Mm -hmm. you know because i mean he could have just been happy like you know selling marked up champion hoodies (laughs) with like you know with hood shit on them for like four hundred dollars a pop right right? like you know but that's when that's not what his ultimate dream was so one of the things i do want to see though is that as um more teams partner with style partners, um, that they maintain some sort of accessibility. Because like you said, the brands that you mentioned, D squared is expensive as fuck. Fendi is expensive as fuck. And, you know, soccer overall is not a spending game in that way. So your average friend is not going to go out and pay, you know, a thousand dollars for a jacket because it's Fendi and his team. You know, he may like it. He may really want to buy it, but he may not be able to justify spending that money on a jacket. So, you know, I think having a more high quality product that's for everyday wear is a good thing. Like I said, free advertising when your fans are out in your gear, just living their lives uh, and it doesn't have to be all team colored out. However, I also think you shouldn't have to spend, you know, three to five hundred dollars per item to do that as well. You know, have, have those items available if you want, you know, have a nice high end bag or a jacket or something 
but overall your collection should be, you know, under $200 per piece. I think. Well, not for nothing. Uh, everybody likes to talk about how you get black people engaged in the game. Uh, I think style partnerships for MLS clubs and USL clubs are going to be like the way to go. Right. Like the first time you see like the first MLS club or USL club to like come out with like a good style partner that's like, you know, like decently priced clothes the way like, you know, you've described mm -hmm. it, you know, but also like, you know, it's good, like, you know, streetwear, like chill wear or whatever, man. Like that's going to be all she wrote because like, you're right. Like, it's way easier to get people invested in clothes because everybody wears clothes than it is to try to like turn somebody into a fan that would have to dedicate like, you know, time out of their life to support a right. team. Right. Like you could buy a t-shirt if the t-shirt's dope and support a team easily that mm -hmm. way. You know? So I think, you know, I think it's the future and you know, like I think the first, teams to do it here in America are going to be the ones that really like cross over like, you know, like Atlanta United surprised they haven't done this already. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I'm really surprised by that as well. I know Portland has done it. Um, I know they did like a Danner boot or something like that. You know, that's super Portland specific. That's not really going to move the needle anywhere else, but Portland, but it was cool. I thought it was super dope. Made a lot of sense. Yeah. Uh, we saw Mitchell and Ness try to do some stuff with a few teams. I know they did Philadelphia. They did NYCFC. You're welcome. Uh, I know they did <laughs> a couple of other cities. Uh, I can't remember which, but I know they did like three or four cities max. Uh, Dallas is the other one they did. So they did some cool stuff in that way. But, you know, that was MLS executives kind of ushering in what they wanted to see. And it was cool, um, but it was just that was really geared towards the fans. It wasn't for me and what I saw and my experience about really bringing in anybody outside. Um, but, you know, that's kind of how it goes in MLS. Uh, and then we see NYCFC last year with the staple design collaboration. Yeah. Um, so that was cool to see because that was something I worked on on my own and did a collaboration with them. It never released, unfortunately, but to see them end up down that path anyway, and actually release something. I thought that was dope. And the players were wearing it to travel. Super dope. And I think it did really well. I saw a lot of people in the stadium wearing that stuff. So like you said, uh, the more teams that get on board with this, understanding how to partner with a brand that makes sense for their market, but also includes more than just your traditional MLS fan base is going to be you know, a good way to market teams more broadly in these respective cities yeah and please no more michelin like, <laughs> i mean that shit just that shit just feels like some old white dudes like in mls headquarters being like you know the negroes like michelin nest for their nba stuff like <sighs> oh my god you know the funny thing is too when i did that work with them like it was it was tough because up to that point, I never wore Michelin Ness because I was an actual mm -hmm. NBA jersey guy. Like I was trying to get pro cuts. I was collecting. You know, I had a very, very specific thing in mind. And Michelin Ness was just not it for me. Like it was something I did not touch. I don't care what type of retro you're talking about. It's not for me. And then uh, 
yeah, doing that project, it was like, here we go. <laughs> I just had to put it on. But it, it came out good. Are you sure you don't want this in 3X? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we were a little bit past that window. But yeah, it, it worked out good. The stuff was cool. Uh, I'm proud of that work. And, you know, here we are. Thank you for checking out Chop Soccer Pod Short Corners. For more, check us out on Twitter at Chop Soccer Pod and Instagram at Chop Soccer Pod. You know the vibes.